And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100% and on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Josh Thompson, Big John McCarthy, and uh, our trusty little sidekick. Okay, the little fence dweller uh, <laughs> podcast, Dave. <laughs> Did you see uh, one of one of the guys that we know? Yeah, uh, Gian. He made the he made. Remember Gian? Gian, the one that did that. He, yeah, yeah. He, he made the little fence character. It was pretty funny. I had to, I had to put I had to put it on my IG. It was great, I'm, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start putting the little Kilroy with fucking podcast, Dave. Across. That's fucking awesome. I think I serious. I think we should make a shirt out of that. I think you should have Gian. I think you know what you know what I think though. I think you should have Gian work on things like that because he's really good he comes up he goes he listens to the whole show and he picks apart little things and he puts together he does a lot more than dave does i mean just realistically i mean but anyways hey and did you hear i got i i was getting a ton of flack because people think that i give him such a hard time and i'm like you don't get it i've had to deal with it for five years gosh <laughs> <laughs> That's That's oh, i feel you're, you're so mean to him josh my god it's horrible oh it's like brutal. hey this is the way guys talk to each other i know it is yeah when people talk about locker room talk this is what they talk and oh, there's a lot my more god, it, they it, have it no gets idea. worse it gets oh. worse but Hey, hey if, I, if I'm not brutalizing you, it means I don't like you. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> it's very true. It's, it's, hey, yeah. I'll be very you have fun with, You have fun with your guys. Yeah, if I'm not, yeah, if I'm not brutal, yeah, if I'm not picking on you and giving you a hard time, it means I have no interest in being your friend or don't. Yeah, so, yeah, or I actually yeah, so it's like me. Yeah. So exactly. I, I won't. I won't be mean to you, but you know, yeah. <laughs> it's that tough love. It's that tough love feeling. You know what? It's part of guys growing up in locker rooms around other guys. You got to find things to keep yourself entertained. When you're traveling on a bus to a game yeah. and everything, it's okay. You're quiet. But afterwards, yeah. time to brutalize somebody. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. just the way we are. Um, okay, so there's a couple things. We, you, let's talk about your Twitter. Let's let's, let's, let's get right. <laughs> let's talk about your Twitter because we were having a great My conversation awesome. about. I mean, let's talk about it. Let's just talk about it. I, I love the fact I put out a a, a picture of Scott Coker, mm-hmm. and it's the best part is. I got more. I got. I got flack for the picture that I put out, which was a current picture out on the media, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, why would you put that picture of him out? It's like, it's a picture of him. It's, it's like, do you do you think that I I took a lot of time in? Oh, <laughs> let me pick the best picture here. Yeah. You know, and so it's that. But then it's it's the way people read into things that cracks me up. Yeah, because. You know, they obviously don't know me, all right? Mm-hmm. And if, if, I am, if I am of the, per, you know, the ilk that I think you have done something wrong or I don't like you, I am the person that will bluntly come out and say, hey, you fucked up. You're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's just the way I am. I don't, I don't throw shade. I don't, I don't do end arounds. I don't do it. And so the big thing was, you know, I so put you're way, so on. you're you're nothing like me then, because <laughs> I throw shade, <laughs> I do end arounds, I do all that stuff, you guys. No, so. man, I'm 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 just straight out forward. I'll tell you, I think, hey, I think you're a freaking idiot. Yeah. And so I put out the thing on Scott in the fact that here's a guy that made a, the hard decision. Mm-hmm. He's going to lose a lot of money for his company by making this decision, and he goes and he makes that decision pays the fighters all their money, pays the employees their money. And you know what? That's what a real leader does. A, a real leader steps up and says, you know what? I've got, this is what's important for you, your families, your health and safety. And so I put it out there. Hey, this is what a real leader looked like. And all I got was stuff on Dana White. 
Okay, I want everyone to know, Dana does not reside in my head. I don't think about Dana ever. Yeah. Unless you and I are talking about him, you know, then okay, I'll, I, but I don't care what Dana does and everything. And this had nothing to do with Dana or the UFC deciding to try to put on their show in Brazil. I even, I, I went on a, you know, another radio show and said, hey, you know, I look at it two ways. One, hey, it's really nice that they're putting out stuff for us to watch because there's no sports. And so that's a great thing that we get to watch sports and the UFC is trying to continue on with this as long as it's safe for their fighters and the employees there. I think it's great. I said, but the other side is, and you got to look at it and it's like, man, somewhere along the way, I know this is going to end up biting them in the butt and I, I don't want it to bite them in the butt. No. I don't want that to happen at all because I care about the sport. I care about them as a promotion. I like a ton of people there. Yeah. And it's a matter of, I always look at things in a liability form because that's where my background came from. And I had to work against lawyers all the time. And, you know, just knowing that a plaintiff's lawyer, someone along the way, if they get sick, they're going to end up saying, well, they made me work. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to pull someone like Dana in and go, you know, Mr. White, did you not hear the president put the country in a, a state of emergency? I have to say, yes, I, I know that. And then it's going to be, well, uh, did you know that the uh, Major League Baseball and the National Basketball Association and NHL hockey, they all suspended theirs. And you know that around the world, soccer suspended theirs because they were worried about people's health. Yeah. And he's going to have to say yes to all of them. And that's just going to lead him down a road. He's going to lose when he shouldn't lose. It's it's This is not you know something that should ever come about, but it will in some way. And so I'm looking at it going, if I wanted to say that I thought Dana was being an idiot or doing something wrong, I would say it. Yeah. I didn't say that. All I said is this is what a real leader looks like, yeah. being Scott Coker, because he made the hard choice and he made it he made it on his own. He did what was right. He handled it beautifully. And you gotta commend the man for being the leader that he is. And that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, you're completely different than me because um I wasn't I wasn't trying to throw shade, but it just came across that way. I did exactly what you did. I just said, you know, people you gotta put the safety before profit, you know, for the for the athletes. Now I wanna make sure everyone understands we're, we're it's it's not a shade thing at this point. Like we want the fighters to make money. For me, oh, yeah. I, for me, I come from the fi a fighter background of like I want these guys to make money. Scott did the Scott did the right thing. He paid all the athletes that were there, made weight, and were ready to fight. So he paid all those guys. He paid us. We didn't. We really just did what a production meeting. We did fighter meetings, and we got paid for that. You know, like these are. I mean, these are things we got paid. All the crew that worked on on the event, getting it set up, trying to get it set up, they weren't able to get it finished set up because they had put a halt to all the all the working operations. They they all got paid. Everyone from the production team, everyone that works for Bellator, all the little, all, all the people that come to these events. Like we said, there's 200 to 250, maybe even more. I would say more. Okay. At each event, they all got paid. So everyone got paid. Now that whether you guys take a look at whether people think we're throwing shade, that's not throwing shade. That's speaking of what our promotion did. Okay. Fact. Now, now this is where, this is where I will get into throwing shade right now. I talked to I talked to the athletes, a couple of them. Remember, I said the ones that reached out to me about London. I asked them. I said, "Hey, because they asked us, they asked me what if the fighters got paid, because they wanted to know whether they should ask to get paid or whether they got they should ask to get paid their full purse, their hat, you know, just their show money. None of those fighters have been paid, not yet. Yep. All the I'm not going to mention names, but the only two of them, the two that <laughs> I there's three that I talked to, two of them have got back to me and said no, I haven't got paid. 
They think they're trying to push the event as soon as possible to get them to fight. What, what happens if this goes four weeks? Those fighters yeah. went through a full camp. The week of the fight means that you spent all the money on your camp. Nutrition, nutritionist, like whatever it is, supplements, whatever it is that you do. Bringing in sparring partners, Ex all kinds of things. Exactly. Some of these, like like uh, Leah McCourt, she drives three hours back and forth to train. Oh, sometimes. I know. She's you know what crazy. I, mean? I love she's that girl. Nuts. Man, That's I what... give her such credit all because of her daughter, you know, Two and a half hours each way. And that's, that's the thing, five hours on the road. Fighters do this. A lot of fighters do this and they never talk about it or they, until they don't get an opportunity to talk about it until they're the main event or the co-main event or anything along those lines. We, As fans, people don't hear these type of stories unless you're the main event or the co-main event. And so I'm, I'm not trying. I'm not. I'm literally not trying to throw shade. I'm not trying to throw shade. I'm just simply saying like these fighters have not been paid yet. And it's the week of the fight. They were they were done training. Injuries, the likeliness of an injury happening was very, very slim. You know, I mean, sure it happens, but it's very, very slim. They've done their work. They've done everything they possibly do except make weight. And that's the sad part. And so when, when, we, when we went back to the Bellator situation, we were talking about Scott Coker. We're talking about the fact that it really was it was really a tough decision for him to make. Because I do Heck know yes. the day before. It was talk of the, the the casino was pushing for, hey, we want this show to happen. Yep. We want it to go on and we want to see, you know, the, we're not under the government rules or the, the state, the state legislation for us to stop. We're on, like nope. you said, sovereign land. We're on sovereign land. Sovereign we land. can do this if we want. And they wanted to do it. Scott put a stop to it the morning of when things came out that it was getting worse and there was potential of someone not feeling well that was working in the arena. And they yep. said, he said, absolutely not. Now we're jeopardizing the health of our fighters. Let's just call it good. That all happened. Now, the other thing is MMA fighting or, or BJPenn.com. One of them just came out and said, because we had thought like, oh, this was even on the production side. It's a good time to be on TV. Our viewerships will be through the roof. UFC yeah. Brasilia was the worst rated show they've ever had. Really? Is what it just came out. It was I MMA fighting or BJ that. Penn. Said right now, it said, I was just reading that on Twitter. It said it was the worst rated show, rating show that they had. You would think it would be the other way. We were talking. We thought it would be the biggest ratings ever because. I thought it would be big because there's nothing else. There was nothing sport, else the sports on. world to watch that's live. Yeah. Yep. I watched it. I, right on the way over here. I don't know if it was MMA fighting or BJ Penn, but one of them had posted on Twitter the article saying that it it was rated as the worst, uh, the worst, worst or, number in UFC ESPN. Worst number in UFC wow. ESPN. You would have thought the other way, but I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, like even um, some of the things that I've been watching, like on uh, viewerships, as far as like other people's shows, other people's podcasts, there the viewerships are a little bit low as well. You would think people would be sitting at home watching podcasts or what? You know, I think because it's just happened. Though. It's just happening. Everyone's trying to adjust. Yeah. I got to tell you, there's a yep. lot of things going That's on it. right now. Like you know, it, with my gyms, I'm there's a lot of things. Fo my focus is not on you know clicking into. I like I love to watch Joe Rogan's show. You know, and not to clicking into Joe's show right now. I'm trying to get all my stuff. You know, making sure. All my clients, you know, from the gym, their memberships are on hold, making sure that no one's being charged, you know, making sure the place is all locked up. Everything's fully, you know, and everything was clean. I spent on Sunday almost nine hours cleaning the whole gym from top to bottom, you know, everything scrubbing it like, I mean, from top to bottom. And then Monday, That's surprising we you could actually get some Lysol or anything because yeah. of the way people have been acting. Yeah. No, believe Crazy. it or not, it's the cleaning.
cleaning Jeez. section that's actually uh, fully loaded. Full, it's yeah. the fucking toilet paper and the water that are gone. Don't you guys have uh, filtered things on your fucking refrigerators? What is going on, you guys? Like, get your own water. You guys don't wipe your asses. What's going? On? I do. Someone here. I, I saw crazy. they have that. Like, someone has his dog doing this, the butt scoot across the lawn, and he actually did instructions <laughs> on how to properly do it. Now, oh, that's great. Uh, that's great. So, I mean, like here, it was, see when, when the. There was a bunch of criticism thrown down, criticism thrown down. Now you end up where the fact is like we thought and we were we were part of that that thought the ratings would be through the roof. And the fact that they weren't, you're looking at it going like this was all for nothing. Like, why take a chance? You know what I mean? Like if it completely for nothing, at least those fighters were able yeah. to get paid for, you know, doing their job, going there, all the travel and everything, because a lot of those fighters came from other places. So nice that they got paid. And so at least they have a buffer that can help them make it through into their next fight where the guys that are from, you know, the London show man, you yeah. know, that show, the Portland show, you know, these are guys that, like you're saying, they've been in camp, they've spent money, you know, you got to spend money to make money. And we always talk about that and you do that with a camp. And I would hope that the UFC compensates these people accordingly because they were doing their part. And it's not their fault that, you know, this has come about and that they weren't able to go out and fight. So hopefully, you know, the UFC follows suit with what Scott did and does the same thing. Yeah, we've had this a similar instance, like I had talked about on the last show with uh, Strike Force. Their last show was supposed to happen. I was supposed to fight this guy named Carlos Fodor and the fight got canceled. And we were a week before the fight. I had just got done with my last sparring session. It was on a Friday. It was one week away. And they they didn't pay me my show money and they didn't pay me my win money. They paid me they they paid they sent me a check for ten thousand dollars and I was yeah. very appreciative. I appreciated it a lot because I had I didn't I can't say I spent ten grand for the camp, but I spent quite a bit of money for the camp because yeah. I had brought in some training partners at the time. Because at the time I want to say Gray wasn't in camp. Tyson I think uh, Tyson Griffin was helping me with my camp. Khabib wasn't there, so I didn't have a whole lot of guys at the time. And I was kind of just using Rockhold. You know, it was Luke Rockhold, and it was uh, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's bad. You know, when you're when you're a 155 pound guy having to use 185, actually 200 yeah. some pound guy since he's not cutting down. That's not always good for you. Either. When that's I not fought healthy. when I fought Benson, he was my main training partner because there was no one else in the gym because it was during Christmas time. Nobody not came to the gym. Everybody was it was just me and Rockhold. Rockhold ended up winning yeah. the title and Rock up. He was getting ready for Weidman. That's when he won the title. Best thing that could have happened to him, just use me for training. <laughs> no. <laughs> he, he had another guy named Dwight Grant. Dwight Grant, you know Dwight. The, uh, yeah, I know Dwight. The body snatcher. They call him the body snatcher. Body, body yeah. snatcher. He, where has he Good been? Guy. He fought uh, Jubon and beat him, right? And then yeah, Alan Jubain hasn't, hasn't fought since, I don't think. Gosh, man. He's good, man. I, I mean, like, he used to give everyone fits. I mean, Luke was able to, you know, take care of his business, take care of business against him. But he's also smaller than Luke. Yeah. But, I mean, it was... Uh, he's well, tough. He's tough as nails. He's tough as nails, man. That kid. Oh, he's um, good. He's got heavy, heavy hands. He's got big dogs. <laughs> I seen him. I've seen him fight a couple of fights in uh, some smaller shows here before he got to the UFC. And fuck, man, he was knocking dudes out. I was like, because oh, when I train with him, I'm like, eh, he doesn't look the part. He doesn't. Look, I mean, he looks the part, but he doesn't. He, when he starts fighting, you're like, yeah, you're kind of sloppy. You're kind of this. But man, when he touches you, it's over. <laughs> yeah, it, it's makes, over. it makes you take three steps backwards instead yeah. of one. Yeah, yeah, he's good, man. He's a super there was, nice guy. There was a guy that he reminds me of. Me. He was a different weight class, one one up. There was, his name was Drew McFedries. Oh yeah, I remember him. 
Drew McFedries, you want to talk about having TNT in yeah. your fist. Yep. That dude could swat. So good. He just had heavy hands. And man, anytime he touched somebody, yep. even if you watched him in sparring and touched him, you watched that guy go, holy shit. Yeah. And he was that kind of guy that's like, he's not very good anyway. And don't we let him touch you. As soon as he touches yeah. you, he's a completely different fighter. Yeah. <laughs> and so are you. So Yeah, he he was the guy. I, I don't know how old he was, but he always looked like he was older because he had no hair. He had like the receding yep. hairline, correct? Yeah. I want to say like he was like in his early 30s, but his hairline looked like he was like in like LeBron James in his 50s and stuff. Oh, dude, like, it was a Shaquille O'Neal hair, yeah. hairline. Yeah. It was really bad. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> um, what else was there to talk about? I sent you over a list. Well, we had, you know, the whole thing is everyone needs to like, Calm down, man. Calm down. You know, people are not always trying to uh, tear down. I yeah. get this whole thing about, you know, you and Josh, you're always tearing the UFC down. No, no I think you should listen that most of the time I'm building them up. Yeah. Now, if I think they do something wrong, I'll say, I don't like that. I think that's wrong. But most of my stuff is very complimentary to the UFC because I like the UFC. Yeah. And like I said, I got a lot of friends that are over in the UFC. People working very hard to make that promotion work well. Yeah. So. I would never do anything to harm them or burn them down unless there's something that you go, they should not have done that. You yeah. know? And that's, that's just called being truthful. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way you do. Look, I can like Dana White and just not like who he is as a person. That's the thing. I, I can like what he does, what he does for the sport. I think he's done a great job for the sport. I what he does for that promotion. For that promotion. Yeah. So I, yep. I, I, I do like what he's done. And the other thing too is, look, people need to remember He's the one that, I, I've said this before, he's the one that went out on a limb for me and pulled me into the UFC. Joe Silva didn't want to. So when I went to the UFC the first time, Joe Silva said, no, he's not ready. And Dana's like, see, I, fucking see, hell. Here I go. I'm, I'm going to get in trouble. I knew that Dana was stupid and Joe was smart. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. Thank you. I'm thank kidding. You. I'm so, kidding. Da so Dana's the reason why I ever got, why I was able to get into the UFC. I, I don't have any ill will towards him at all. You know, there we've had some banter back and forth. Um, you know, there's a lot of inside stuff between him and I that yeah. you know, we're just trying to figure, you know. And there's a lot of inside years. stuff that nobody knows. And yeah. Hey, sometimes those things have an it's effect better. on your opinion about things and yeah. that's life yes exactly but as him being the leader of the ufc i think he's done a great job i think he's done a great job of building the sport into being worldwide i get i tip my hat to him on a lot of things i'll tip my hat to joe silva on a lot of things i've never i've had yelling matches with joe silva in person and on the phone but guess what i have a ton of respect for that guy. A ton of respect. But the, but that that situation, the the list is very long and yes. very distinguished because everyone's had a yell. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, so like look look at those guys. Sean Shelby. He's it was his promotion that I fought on. Him and his ex wife. It was his promotion yeah. that I fought on that got me into the UFC. So I there's no. There's, I have no ill will, like you said, like any ill will towards people that work for that company, for that company at all. It was, a, at it was all. a good place for me when I was younger and I made more money as I went everywhere else I went along the road. Like, that's why I continue. Like I speak from experience when it comes from, from the UFC to pride, to strike force, to, to back to the UFC now to Bellator, like the free market agency, the free market is you wouldn't believe how much money you guys can make if you guys test it out, you know, just periodically. Now, I'm saying every time you get a, your contracts up, if you like where you're headed and what you're doing, yeah, stay with like where you're, where you're at. Stay, stay yeah. with what you're doing. 
But if you see yourself not being built and promoted in certain in certain situations, then I would say check the free market agency because there, there, there's a pretty good market for you on the outside. Doesn't mean that you have to have ill will towards the UFC. I never had ill will when, when they cut the division in 2003, 2004, and I went to Pride. <laughs> I Just so people know, I made double, my, almost triple my money in Pride. For the, for the two fights I had there, I made almost triple what I was making in the UFC. And I was the number one guy in the world at the time until I lost to Eves Edwards. So that's what pe people don't get. Like I made almost triple what I was going to, what I made. Yep. And it was all flat fee. No, no show, no win. It was a flat fee of almost triple the money. I was like, hell, hello. Yep. You know, yeah. um, I think I like this. You got to deal with the Japanese up and down. Like you're fighting, you're not fighting, you know, and the next thing you know, you're fighting. Oh, you're going to you fight gotta, him. Uh, maybe him. Yeah. Eh, we're going to go back to him. But at the time, though, I was one of those knuckleheads. It was like, oh, my fight's off. Okay, let's go party and drink. But if you're a true professional, unlike me at the time, okay, then you would just stay continuously <laughs> training the whole time and you're always ready. You know, um, Dan Henderson will tell you stories about his similar situations. Like you're fighting, no, you're not fighting, you're fighting. Yep. And then all of a sudden you're fighting. You know, a lot of guys would, you know, like Kevin Randleman yes. had told me. Uh, it was a old, common occurrence. Yeah. It was something that you had to get used to. And, and if you're going to fight in Japan, it was like, hey, don't expect them. They're going to be up front. They're going to be as honorable as they can be. And yeah. behind it, they're going to sit there and screw with you as much as they can. So their guy <laughs> yes. wins. Exactly. That's just the way it is. Exactly. And then Strikeforce, you know, paid very well at the time. And then UFC even paid me more after I went back to the UFC. You know, they read, they doubled down on my contract and they paid me very well. Like I said, I don't have any ill will towards them. But if you're going to, if you guys are going to criticize me or get on me, I will always take the side of the fighter. Now, there will be times where I'll pat the promotion on the back. But for me, with my history and seeing what some of these athletes have gone through, I'm going to almost always take the side of the fighter. Always. That's just me and who I am. And and I believe in these. And I, I know what these guys have went through and the history that I've been through to get where these guys are now and these girls are now. No, I'm going to pretty much lean towards the fighter almost every single time. <laughs> I, I can tell you this. You know, and this is for everyone out there. So, you know, Dana called me one time and his, uh, he was mad at me, which how rare. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but uh, and he, uh, he he says, "What are you doing?" And I said, "Hey, this is what I'm doing, and this is why." And he goes, "John, you stop. It's okay that they say those things. I don't care. I don't. I want them to. I want them to side with the fighter. I want them to think yeah. that the fighter needs more. I want to let it go. Just let it go. They can hate us. That's okay. It's good when they hate us." Yeah. I said, "Okay, I got it." <laughs> So. It goes. It goes to the old additive. Uh, additive that has good press is any or any press is good press. It's just how it yeah. goes, right? If Sometimes. your name is being spoken there, you know, yeah. Unless you hit like those, those uh, Harvey Weinstein type things, then you're fucked. <laughs> but, yeah, you're or or if, or if you're that guy, there, there's some guy from uh, Tennessee, and his brother went around and bought all the Purell and everything up. His uh, name in the media right right now is not good. No, no, not good. <laughs> Definitely not good. Is it in, you're in Tennessee because you live in Tennessee? Yeah. Somebody walked. Be, he ran around and bought hey, all the shit, huh? Oh, uh, he dude. He went to all the fucking surrounding wow. states. Went to Kentucky. Went down to Georgia. Went over to Virginia, buying everything. Had like twenty some thousand dollars worth of Purell. If you guys <laughs> like, just heard that, that was Dave yawning into the microphone. Yes. No, I can hear you through my earpiece. Yes. I'll, how much? Nice. That? Let's bet, let's bet on that. What time is it right now? How much, no, no, how much time are we into? How much time are we on the camera? <laughs> twenty-four minutes. Okay, twenty-four minutes. So at the twenty-three, twenty-four minute so mark, 20, you guys, I want you guys 45. to listen for a yawn in the middle of that. <sighs> 
post in the comments how unprofessional that is by Dave. Very nicely done. He like hey, turned. Hey, hey, hey. He turned to the Dave, to, to the Dave, microphone and yawned. Dave, go it. back. Go back two shows ago and watch him almost falling asleep in the yes, chair. Yes. Yes. I know. You know. <laughs> you know. What I love. Slouching. Uh, I love it. People people tag in the comments uh, like time frames of when something funny happens, and there's been so many good. There's been yes. so many good videos. That's good. That, that's how I'm getting all these funny clips. Okay, so yeah, because he's gonna do a bloopers or like a funny. Uh, yeah. That's good. Kind of. That's gonna be good. Hey, um, what else was there that we were talking about? So you guys are talking about free agency. Um, Michael Chandler. Um, there's just a article that came out on Michael Chandler doing an interview with ESPN saying that he's gonna test free agency as soon as this fight with Henderson yeah. happens. Yeah. yeah. All right, um, that's yeah. You know, he's saying he might, he might want to go to one and finish the trilogy with Eddie Alvarez, or he might want to go fight Gage here, Poirier, in uh, UFC. Yes, um, yeah. So here, so okay, John, I want to just point this out. You got me on on these things. Very nice, baby. You got me on this one uh -huh. here because I had had some other ones and they were way Damn. too sweet. These good. are pretty yeah, good. No. They these also just came. Phenomenal. They also just came out with. Um, I want to say uh, it's a green tea one with a dragon on it. That one's yeah. pretty good as well. I like oh, a lot. So I, that, I drink. Is that the one called Rain? Uh, I don't know what it's called. It's in a black. I want to say it's in a black can. Yeah, it's a black can with the green yeah. dragon, but it has like the, yeah. the white uh, or blue. Is it white? But anyways, but it was really yeah. good, man. It was really good. So I like the the that one. This one. There was a couple other ones that were a little too sweet for my taste, but uh, this one's good. You got me. I think yeah. you might have got me hooked, brother. You might have got me hooked. It's anyways. all about him. You know, all you got to do is put a little immunity stuff in there. Yeah. <laughs> You got a you know monster immunity, man. It's that's all good. A, that's monster immunity. Um, okay, so since you just brought up the Chandler thing, let's get into it. We were we had been talking for a while now about doing this um, trades, doing the Who trades, would you trade? doing the Who trades. Would you trade. So I'm gonna go ahead and start with the Chandler one because he brought up Chandler. So my my trade honestly would be a three way trade. So three way, my, okay. Yeah, so I'm because I want to bring in the one SC th uh, scenario as well. Now, look, some of this will make sense, some of it won't. I mean, like it, it really depends. I'm looking at it more from how it benefits. Hopefully, it benefits both promotions or whatever. However, the trade's done. I wasn't looking at it that way. I'm looking at it simply as who do I want to see fight who? <laughs> oh, really? No, no. So <laughs> yeah. I, I look at it. I look at it that way. But I looked at it in terms of like I'm saying trades, not as in like let's see these two guys fight. Yeah, I I'm know. You're trading them. Yeah, I'm looking and we're trading these fighters. Yeah. Um, I really since we were saying I, I would like to do a three-way trade chandler goes to the ufc gaichi okay. goes I've, gaichi i've got that i got gaichi going to one fc and we take eddie alvarez because i'd like to have eddie i know everyone's talking about the chandler and uh, eddie alvarez you know trilogy uh you know whatever and then but i think gaichi has a style that would really mesh with one fc those kickboxers over there those stand-up guys over there fuck they would be great fights and then we get we bring in Eddie because I'd like to see Eddie and Benson fight, and I'd like to see Adam Piccolotti and fight uh, Eddie Alvarez. I'd like to see a lot of our our fifty five pounders try to get in that mix with someone like Eddie because Eddie's always on the feet. Eddie's always he's a good wrestler, sprawling brawler. He brings the action uh, with Chandler, you know. But Eddie will do it for five rounds. Chandler tends to slow down a little bit, but I'd also like to see Chandler get over there to to the UFC and see how he does. I mean, everyone's want to talk. Was, I want to see how he does. That was part of the reason that he was, I had him in a trade also. Yes. But it was just a one-on-one. -on -one. And my one-on-one, -on -one, Chandler goes to the UFC and Dustin Poirier comes to Bellator. I would love to see Dustin Poirier. Yeah. Against some of the lightweights. And just like you said, I would love to see him against 
freaking Benson Henderson. I yeah. think that would be a great fight. I'd like to see him against an Adam Piccolotti. I'd yeah. like to see him against, you know, the guys that are in there right now in the lightweight division. It would be some great stylistic matchups. It would be fun. But I had Chandler for Poirier. I didn't do the three-way. Yeah, I just, I, w- I really kind of want to get Eddie back in there because I'd like to see Eddie back in there with Adam with uh, I'd like to see another a newer like the more recent Patricky fight him. I'd like to see Patricio potentially fight him. Those two guys would be great, Patricio and and Eddie. That would be a great fight to see. I mean, all I mean, given that Patricio just beat Chandler, I'd like to see Eddie and him fight. You know, that would kind of. I just think it would be a nice little mix up to have Eddie back, and I'm a big Eddie fan, so that's just that's me. I think me being a little bit of a homer, I'm an Eddie fan. <laughs> uh, Chandler going and, and seeing what he can do over in the UFC, and Gaethje with the fighting style, just action packed fights with the stand up guys and Muay Thai guys that are all over in one. I think a three way trade would be just fucking awesome. It'd be awesome to see. So I mean, I like I said, I was trying to work in. I really want to get DJ involved, but really we don't have a 125 pound division. Yeah, and, but you could put him in the 135. Yes, we could. I think he do. I think I think at 135 he'd be wonderful. I just I see guys like Patchy Mix who's so big, and if you put him next to DJ, you're like, ooh, god, that's a little scary. <laughs> like he he's big, big. You know what I mean? Like yes. so. Yep. I, yeah, I, it wouldn't be fair to ask him to go to 35, but yeah, I'm sure he would. But it's just like he's he's already successful at one. He's been successful at the UFC. You know, you know, and uh, I think he's making a ton of money with doing what he's doing right now over there. All right, so I brought up I brought up who I wanted to see a, a three that three way trade with Chandler and Gaethje and uh, Eddie Alvarez, and then uh, you why don't you lead the next one? My next one is um, it's one that I feel like I'm giving up so much, and and it bothers me to do it. But you got to you got to give something to get something, and the reason I'm giving this guy up is I want to see him fight some of the people in the UFC, some of those people that he's had a lifelong dream of fighting. I'd give up the champion. I'd give up Patricio Pitbull. I'd give him the opportunity to prove to people how good he really is. He's always wanted to fight Jose Aldo. Here's an opportunity. If you go there, you get to fight Jose Aldo. Uh, I think stylistically him matching up with Volkanovski would be just phenomenal. Would be a great fight. So that I would love to see both as far as him getting the opportunity to show people how good he really is mm-hmm. and matching up with some of the people that he's always had this dream of being able to fight against. But in return, you give me Max Holloway. Ooh. And I get Max Holloway because Bellator does a show in Hawaii every year now. Yep. And I would love for Max to be on a big show, same as Alimale, in his home state, being mm-hmm. able to be in front of his people I think it would be awesome, and I just love the person that Max is. I love the way yeah. he fights. Everything about him in that 145-pound division, it would open some certain things up. He would have a, a ton of killers that he would have to go through, and I think he would enjoy going against every one of them. So that would be a trade. If I was going to make a trade, I'm, not, I'm giving up a champion. I'm taking an ex-champion, but I think for both guys – it would be good, and it would be definitely good for me to be able to watch some of those fights. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I think Max is exactly like kind of what Scott would be looking for, someone who brings the oh, action, yeah. but also carries himself in a very professional manner. Um, love having him. I would love to have him over, you know, but I also i am a little hesitant because I love Patricio so much. I, <laughs> I know. Love- you but- 
You can't. Look, you can't. I, I know. Can sit, I can sit there and say, okay, I'm going to give you this number 20 ranked fighter to take this. No. Guy. You can't do it. You got to, you know, you got to be honest and say, well, what would someone actually possibly do? Yep. Saying, okay, you know what? That That's, no. it could work out for me. I can I, see it. Yep. No, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, most of them, all the trades that I came up with that in my mind that I was coming up with, I seriously, I had to contemplate like what would be the best for both promotions. And I wanted to make sure it wasn't like all just one sided for us, you know, or for Bellator or for one or for, you know, I wanted to make sure that what we did was we got a little bit of a mix of of uh, talent and it was should be as even as possible. And to hear me out and when I say why I wanted to do that. That was the yeah. other thing as well, you know, and yeah. and I actually kind of even favor sometimes the UFC over some of them. Um, for me, my next trade would be I would like to trade Dylan Dennis to the UFC. <laughs> OK, the only reason why I say I why would they want him? Don't well, do that. you have. Well, not only is he with with the whole Conor McGregor thing, but his their that. their whole set, their whole 70 pound division. A lot of them are good wrestlers. Okay, but they, they don't have the best stand-up. Don't get me wrong, they're good. Like, you know, Usman just proved his stand-up's not bad. It's pretty damn good. But if you put him with Leon Edwards, not the same stand-up, okay? Different levels no. of stand-up. Definitely different levels of stand-up. Um, nope. But the wrestling is there. He, you're bring, you're making those wrestlers, wrestlers now have to possibly fight a stand-up fight. You give them, we give you guys Dylan Dennis, okay? And we get back either Lawler or Nick Diaz. Because that we have a lot of guys. Wow, you're going. You're I giving know. up youth. Yes, for two old guys. Yes, I am. You want to know and why? I love both old guys. No, both old. I, I love both old guys, but I also think in terms of fighting styles and what that's we okay. have, I, I, I got a trade that's similar to that. So go ahead. What we have, <laughs> what we have is we've got Lawler or we've got Nick Diaz. Nick Diaz is just Nick Diaz. I don't got to say anything else. And the same nope. thing with Lawler. Marketability. He's never he's never needed to have the the talking because his fucking fist always did all the talking for him. He's an exciting fighter. He's always been an exciting fighter. Win and lose, he's always been exciting. Um, but I look, I like how he fits into our 170 pound division. Lorenz Larkin, Douglas Lima, you know, I mean, Korshkov. You got those guys that are in. Like you, we've got Paul Daly. He fits perfectly into those. Both of them do. Whether it's Lawler or Nick Diaz, he fits perfectly into that mix. I'd love to see Daly and, and Nick Diaz rematch. I would love to see Nick Diaz and oh. you know, and, you know, Nick Diaz and and Douglas Lima. I would love to see those fights. So I understand. Or Robbie Lawler and Lorenz Larkin rematch. Exactly. I would love to see that. As well. There's fights that I'm giving. Sure, I'm giving up the youth and the potential of Dylan oh, Dennis. But you know what, though, I'm looking about. I'm looking right now in that division of who we have. I need somebody right now. I need somebody right now because Douglas Lima's sitting on the on the bench going, "Okay, I'm gonna go to 85 because I've already beat the whole division." Well, let me give you somebody else. Let me give you a Nick Diaz with a lot of name. Let me give you a a, a, a Robbie Lawler with a lot of name, but just someone who can stand with you and trade with you and. Who is going to bring the fight? That to me, I'm thinking about right now. What fight do I want to see the most? But also, two favors long term for the UFC, and also is going to give those guys fits on the ground against. They don't have a guy that's that good at 170 that can give those guys Colby Covington, uh, Usman, and whoever else is in that division. They're going to give those guys fits at 170. I, that to me is a great trade for me in my mind. That's what I was thinking of. It, it's an interesting one, and yeah. I have one that's similar that I was thinking the same thing in the heavyweight division. Ooh, I didn't because, even get to the heavyweight division. Let me hear this. Yeah, I'm looking at heavyweights, and I go, all right, who who would be the guy that, again, I kind of want to see fight over in the UFC, and it's kind of tough 
So I got a three-way. Three guys going for one guy. Ooh. to UFC, I know. But I'm going to give up Fedor Emelianko. Okay. Because I would just like to see Fedor get that fight in the UFC. Yeah. I'm going to give up his teammate and a very young and good prospect. And this is where you're getting everything back. I'm going to give up Valentin Moldovsky because he's good. Yes, he is. And he is. can beat a ton of guys over there right now. And, yeah. You know, I, 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 I hurt in giving him up, but I, I'm going to give him up. And then the, the last guy I'm going to give up is I'm going to give up Sergey Karatanov. Okay. Only because I, w- I would like to see Karatanov also fight over there in the UFC. Yeah. He would do well with a, with a bunch of guys. There's some guys that could give him pr- problems. But in return, you're going to give me Francis Ngannou. Ooh, I got to have him. I got to have him. He's the one guy that you look at. I'm not saying that they don't have guys that are better. They do. But yeah. he's the one guy that can beat any of them. On the given night, that dude can touch anybody on the chin. Yep. And you're going to go to sleep. And so he's a guy I got to have because just no matter what, normally, generally, usually, except when he fights Derek Lewis, <laughs> <laughs> there is there's an excitement uh, about him fighting yeah and so i would like you know i would like to see that for with moldowski you're getting someone that is fantastic yes and only gonna get better with fedor you're getting the guy that you know what everyone would have liked to have seen him fight at a certain point in the ufc and with same thing with karatanov to a point and then you're giving up something good but i kind of looked at it and said you know that it gives something for everybody and everything so that was one of my trades I like it. I like it a lot. That's a lot to give up. I was trying to figure out a way to get. I was was looking at Ngannou as well. I was just trying to figure out a way to do it without trading away too many of our assets. That's all. That's the only thing that I was trying to work in there. I was like, okay, who do we give up? And who do we, yeah, just like in our our heavyweight division, we have like a top like three or four guys, but then we're not, we don't have a big roster like the UFC. So if we give away too many guys, now, okay, then who's Ngano going to fight? So that's kind of where I was at with that that's whole true. scenario and that situation. Yeah. I was like, you know, so that, that was why. Yes, yes, I want to see the <laughs> Minikoff fight. Yes. Yep, I do want to see the Minikoff fight, and I want to see Tyrell Fortune use his wrestling. I was giving up three <laughs> Russians. I wasn't going to give up a fourth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see who my next one is. Okay, so I'm gonna maybe I'll take a little bit of a hit on the chin, but they're both extremely. Oh, Carrie's not that young. I would give Carrie Melendez to the UFC to go to 115, and I would take Alexa Grasso because we already have her teammate. You have got this thing about Alexa Grasso. I do. Dude, I think what is it? The here's the one thing, and it's not even so much that it's not even so much that she is young. She's extremely marketable. We have her teammate as well, and then on top of it. There, if there is a chance, which I think there is, that we may start moving into Mexico, then I'd like to have the two of them together to help market it to get it there. Um, with Carrie, I think Carrie, she's a 115 pounder. I don't think she at yeah. 125 is, you know, and we don't offer that weight class. So I think 115 for her off to there. You get a name plus she's the market. She's got a full weight yeah. class to fight with. She's got a full weight class to fight. And I'm only looking at it for both sides. You're adding a kickboxer yeah, to go no. with Rose against Rose Lama Yunus. You're adding Dude, a kickboxer. Yeah, you're adding a kickboxer to go, you know, with Whaley Zhang. You're, you're adding another kick, a stand-up person to go with, you know, certain people. I don't know now, if I want to see Kerry fight Whaley. Yeah. 
<laughs> she's nasty, man. Nasty. Man, she's good. But she her and Joanna would be a good fight. You know, I mean, I would look for that fight. I mean, like her and Rose, Rose Namajunas would be a great fight. I'd love to see these, these, these. I don't know. For me, yeah, in my that's mind, way, that's the way I'm looking at it. That would be those. This be some good trades. I think that'd be a good trade for me. And then Alexa Gross is coming, Grosso coming over to us because now she's going to 125. So she's not fighting much because she hasn't made the weight in a couple. What last two times? She missed weight last yeah. time. I think it's two times was, now. Exactly. I think it is two times in a row. So, yeah, so I'd like to see, since she's going to be at 125, I'd like to see her fight at 125, you know, with us. So, kind of makes sense. If That's if, a good one. You know, I, had, I was trying to incorporate without, I was trying to incorporate the females to get them involved as, you know, in from us as well, but we only have, you know, a couple weight classes. So My next to, one, I've got, okay. I've got a female coming over. So Okay. Let's hear and it. I, I was really looking at saying, okay, should I put this to the UFC or do I put it to Bellator? And and I'll explain why I'm saying, okay, I'm going to bring Kayla Harrison from the PFL oh. over to Bellator to fight against her weight class, which is normally 155. I need her to come down to 145. Ooh. The real question is, can she? But there's actually a real division there for her. If she can make that 145, I don't know if she can. Yeah. And if she can't, then, you know, obviously I don't want her to, to be cutting weight to a point that's unhealthy for her. So I look and say, it'd be nice to see her fight Amanda also, but let's bring her over. She's got Chris, she's got Julia, she's got Leslie, she's got all mm -hmm. these different girls. So I'm going to have to give up some good people here. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a, a twofer. I've got Kayla Harrison and Lance Palmer. Okay. Coming over from the PFL. Lance is a dynamite featherweight Yes. Love, love the way he competes. Wrestler out of Ohio State. Just phenomenal, tough dude. So I've got them coming from the PFL, and they're both outstanding fighters. So I'm going to give up Arlene Blenko as one because if you look at stylistically how she fights, she's going to match up so well with the people that they have in the PFL, okay. in the female division. She stands and bangs, and the, and the real next person that they have is Sarah Kaufman, who is a great stand-up fighter, yeah. and I would love to see Sarah and Arlene fight. I think it would be fun. I think those two match up really well, so that would be fun, but I'm also going to have to give up some high-level guy, and I'm going to give up Juan Archuleta. Ooh. Along with Arlene Blanco, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going a little bit less on one, maybe a little bit more on the other. I don't know, but... Giving up Juan's a big give up, and I don't really want to do it. Yeah. But he would do very well in the PFL in that featherweight. It's a great weight for him. And in taking Lance, I got to give up something good, so I'm giving up Juan. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good... That's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Because I, yeah. I, I like Juan. I like the way he fights. I like everything about him, you know? And so I, I know I'm not really giving them up, so it makes me feel okay. I can say it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's a good it's a it's a good trade. I want to, I'd like to see Kayla Harrison come over and just yeah. get into a mix either with Cyborg or with uh, Amanda no, Nunes uh, with Julia Budd. Julia, Bud. I'd like to there's see so that. many, you know, that are are there for her yeah. to be able to compete against. Yeah, it would be interesting. Yeah, because you, I mean, you have Kat Zingano, who is another oh, one. Yeah. You know, we've got more that are on the roster, you know, that we can just start plucking away. Jesse Meal, got a whole yep. bunch of girls, a lot of with black belts. We got uh, Nogueira with a black belt in, mm -hmm. in jiu-jitsu. She's phenomenal on the ground. So Kayla, obviously, she's best at taking those yep. fights to the ground, but there are people there that eh, they can negate a lot of what she does. 
and give her some problems based upon their backgrounds too. So she hasn't really yeah. faced that yet from what I've seen with the PFL. Yeah, bottom line is though, she needs to make 145. I know, and that's, that's the whole thing. thing. I, I mean, like, or I mean, you know, or you could say, "Hey, you know what, Chris? Would you go to one fifty-five? Go to one fifty-five and do the fight." Okay. Well, why don't they meet in the middle? One fifty. Bellator's like not it. afraid to do catch weights. No, I'm all about it. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah. All right. So my next trade, my next trade would be. I already brought up the Chandler one, correct? You did. Okay. That's so the first one. I, look. I'm gonna go back to the 170 because I'm a I'm a I'm a 170 <laughs> jock rider, and it comes to the Bellator guys because of Douglas Lima and Paul Daly, and you know and the guys that we have there. I'm I'm, you know, we had Roy McDonald, we don't have him anymore. Is I'm gonna have to do this, and I know I'm giving up the future again. I'm giving up the future. Amazon for Leon Edwards. Damn, you know, okay, I had Leon Edwards coming over. Uh-huh. Because of his brother being yes. with Bellator and Fabian being the you know, 185 and I think Leon is phenomenal. Yes. He's so good, so fun to watch, so skilled. Ah, it's a good trade actually. Uh, thank I you. I got to give you credit, dude. I How did that give taste coming out of your mouth it like really vinegar? It fucking hurts me <laughs> fucking giving up an undefeated fighter I though. I know, I know, but 3 and 0 and you want I mean that way the UFC has both of the undefeated hey, fighters in this world. I go, no but way. I go it's back. I go back to the scenario of like, we got to set this up. He just fought Ed Ruth. He had a great fight, but it was predominantly like a wrestling match. And he, I got to say, I, I wouldn't say he out-wrestled him, but there was scrambles that caused an out-wrestle situation. If I'm looking in terms of like, he didn't out-wrestle him to the point where he always got on top, but he did out-wrestle him to the point where he got back to his feet and was never in any danger, and he got some takedowns, some beautiful takedowns against Ed Ruth. I would like to see him go and see how he does against guys like Usman, Colby Covington. Not to mention, to me, his stand-up is better than both those guys. So you put him right into that upper echelon of guys with the wrestling and his capability of his wrestling. I was like, good heavens. I'd like to see how he matches up in that whole scenario and that situation. You give us Leon, that means you've got Leon Paul Daly. That means you got Leon versus Lima. You've got you've got these guys that I know I would let Larkin, you know, and Lark and then if we were able to get Leon against MVP. And if we were able, like I said, if we were able to get, if we were able to get um Nick Diaz or Lawler. Then there we go again. There's more flavor into that 170 pound division. <laughs> I'm just telling you, man. I'm 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 all in. I've got one more 170 pound trade too to add to this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just throw it out there real quick. Throw it. Korshkoff and Steven Thompson. Now I've got oh, Steven Thompson. Man. How are you picking my guys? Because <laughs> great great brains think alike, baby. Great brains think alike. Damn, I was that, I I had freaking Steven Thompson coming over. I had somebody else going for him. Who'd you have going? I, I got it. You know. Let's talk about one before I tell you who okay. I'm going. Okay. You got to admit, Stephen Thompson against MVP. Yes. Absolutely. I don't know. It, it's like it's a fight that's somewhere along the way. It has to happen. Yeah. It's got to be. And, you know, here's here. Then this one was tough for me because I was in that position. I got to give up somebody really good. I don't have a choice. And I'm going to give up an undefeated fighter because I was, I was, I was struggling between do I give up Ed Ruth Ooh. or do I give up Joey Davis? Ooh. Now, Joey Davis got that youth on his side. So does Ed Ruth, but Joey Davis undefeated. And so I'm going to give up the youth of Joey Davis Ooh. with my pick to go for Stephen Thompson. 
I'm glad uh, you, you're, you're looking at things close to the same, man. Yeah, I gave you're up. You're starting to actually use that thing on top of your shoulders. I'm well, very impressed. I gave up Korshkov because Korshkov has done. That I feel one like I, I can't do. I can. I feel like he's done everything yeah. he can, and in, in here he can't beat Douglas Lima. So what's the point of holding <laughs> yeah. on to him? No, stop. That, okay, stop, stop. Well, stop. did you just say that? What do you mean? He, you just said he can't beat Douglas Lima. He has no, already he can't. beaten Douglas Lima. Stop with that. He had a hurt knee. No, when he fought. Yeah, doesn't he matter. Hurt he beat him. Knee. He did beat him, but I'm <laughs> simply saying it was he was hurt. He came back and beat him twice. But no, I'm. I think like you're not going to see that fourth fight. That's the thing. And so what do we yeah. do? What are we doing with him? You're Lima is a champ. I, I understand. Let's see where he does. You, you actually might be smarter in your in your trade than mine. I'm of course I'm it is. Up, of I'm course giving up is. a lot. <laughs> nah, of course my trade's better. Of course. Uh, uh, look, I'm I'm putting him there for the simple reason that you're meshing him with more wrestlers and guy. If you can sprawl and brawl, plus his standup is phenomenal. I mean, he's got great. Look what he did to Benson Henderson. I know Benson's not a big 170 pounder, but you put no. him. Korshkov's a big 170 pounder like uh, Usman. They're both extremely tall, both big. I'd like to see that fight. Colby Covington and him as well. You mix him in T. Wood, those guys, you, I think he fits right into that mix of guys, you know, that you push him into. With Amosov, you've got now, they've got oh, a really good 170 pounds. Dude, it hurts that you gave up Amazon. I know. I, dude, I'm I know. serious. I'm, 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 I'm physically ill right now. I know, now. I know. But I'm looking in terms of... I'm glad of, I'm not. <laughs> I'm looking in terms of, like, if we mix these guys up and you make those guys, you know, because Korshkov will make those wrestlers stand. Same thing with Amazon. He'll make those guys yep. stand. So you put those guys over there, and now you're going to see better fights for them, and we're going to get the stand-up guys. They're going to give They're going to give Lima more of a challenge on the feet and make him fight for make him fight a full round of fight whether it's sprawling ball or whether it's takedowns we're gonna get action on both sides i feel like that's the best results for both promotions i'm trying to be as fair as possible okay unlike you okay i'm trying to be as fair as possible Damn, all right i'm man, making the right mean, trades around fair? i'm giving you <laughs> and joey davis for an old guy Really? And Steven Thompson, because yeah. I am a selfish bastard that wants to see this one fight. <laughs> see, I probably would have went. I, I would have I would have liked your trade more if you would have went with Ed Ruth and we kept yeah. Joey Davis. Yeah, only because yeah. only because um, Ed's Ed's hit the, the upper tier, get the wrestling and stuff like that. Joey's obviously still undefeated. I like to keep Joey and groom, groom him a little bit more. Ed yeah. um, with his two losses now, we could probably just say, hey, you're doing you, we loved having you. Go over there. Let's see how you do against the wrestlers. You know, because realistically, the the stand up is where those guys lack, and the wrestling is where they they um, they push their conditioning, their stride. They're strong. So you put Ed in there too. He mixes right into that mix right away. I th I think that makes for a great one seventy pound division for the UFC and a great one seventy pound division for Bellator. Depends on how you look at it, man. Those those were my trades. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't want to say my trades are better than yours, but I think that's kind of what's brewing around here. Dave's shaking oh, his head Dave. like, yeah. Dave, hold on, Dave. <laughs> all right. Now we come down to Dave. Let's be honest. Who well, had the better trades overall? Big John. We're putting you in the position. Oh, it doesn't oh, matter. Man. It wouldn't matter. It, it wouldn't matter. It could be it could be anybody he would have said. He would have uh, said it was them. Exactly. <laughs> You know, I'm I'm an unbiased party here. And uh, unbiased, my ass. I did, uh, I did an analysis, a deep analysis of the fighters that you guys picked, and <laughs> I have to say that Big John came out with the better. That's pick. my man. You are Dave. such a liar, man. <laughs> you're talking to a guy who just watches WWE. You're breaking. Uh, you're, you're breaking my heart. You're cutting me deep, deep Shrek. You're cutting me cut real me deep. deep here, Shrek. Um, look, I try to do a trade somehow with Amanda Nunes and to get her to fight Cyborg. It just wasn't going to happen. Nah. 
I just yeah. I tried. I was thinking like, okay, hey, do we do do we give them Julia Bud, and then we find another per you know maybe a uh, Juliana Velasquez push her over there as well for a two person yeah. trade just so fights fans could see the rematch because yeah. I got fucking murdered on Twitter. Not really. People were saying I was right and people were saying I was wrong, but it was a 50-50, But they're out there ruthless right now because they got nothing to do because they're all at home quarantined. <laughs> but they, you know, like, I want to see that fight, but I want to see it in Bellator now. Let's see. Let's yes. see the well, second the, one. Here's your problem with that fight. Yeah. Is people look and they say, I've already seen it. And I saw that Amanda ran through Cyborg. And they're right. Yep. In that matchup, she did. Yeah. Because <clears throat> Cyborg fought really emotionally involved and not what we call smart. And yeah. that's what happens when you allow that to happen. And and it just there's so many elements to it. Amanda is a incredible fighter. Just, she's an incredible person. I love yeah. her as a person. She's a sweetheart. Man, her and Nina are awesome. I I, I hear they're gonna be uh Parents, parents coming soon. up, so that's fantastic. Congratulations to you. You deserve that, except for all the sleepless nights. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, congratulations. I take nothing away from Amanda, but the rematch would be a great fight. And it yeah. would, you know, it, it may end the same way. Yeah. It's not going to end in a knockout, in the, in, you know, like it did in that, in the speed that that happened. But it could be Amanda ends up winning again. She's that good. Yeah. But it could be that, you know, it, the second time around, someone fights differently, and when someone fights differently, the entire fight, you know, is going to be different. And yeah, it's, it's just the way it is. Yeah, I look at it. I looked at it a couple ways. Is you you were right, cyborg. That 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 tasted like vinegar coming out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is that she that um, cyborg would fight a different fight. Yes. She fought with a ton of emotion the first fight because she knew it was her last fight on the contract. She, it just, you're mentally not there. You guys got to understand the business side of it. Whether you think it has an effect on you or it doesn't, it does. Every oh, single yeah. time it has an effect on you, especially when you have one foot out, one foot in. It just, fighting is not a one foot out, one foot in game. It just, it's not a game at all. This is for real. You're getting hurt. You have to be all in or all out. And so in that scenario, she, she emotions going wild. The promotion's not saying one thing and she wants to hear yeah. that from them. So, yes, the, she wants to hear that you're worth what you, you know, you're asking for. She's looking, people have no idea how hard it is to be that person mm -hmm. that you're, you're actually putting a value on what you do. Mm -hmm. And you're saying, I believe that I should be paid this for, you know, my next contract or my next fight, whatever it is. And you know, that promotion is looking at you and saying, no, you're not worth that. Yeah. That's hard because it's a slap. It, they're telling you you're not worth something that you believe that you are. And from that moment, that's when things start, you know, just building up in your head and you're trying to keep it away from the whole thing. And that's why fighters have managers to try to deal with that shit. So they don't have to, cause they don't want to hear that crap. But it's what happens, and trust me, it affects a fighter, it affects their performance, and it's something that, you know, you try to keep away from, but it happens, and, you know, it definitely will alter your ability to give your best performance. Yeah, you can't, 
you you can't it's hard to separate the business side and the fight side the training side you guys there's so much stuff that goes on people don't understand exactly how much stuff goes on you're having to dispute sometimes with your coaches then sometimes you're having a problem with your manager and not to mention you got to turn around and you have a problem with whoever your promoter, your promoter. is and the organization yeah. and whatever and and then not to mention the fucking beef you have with whoever you're fighting so and that's the person in there that's trying to knock your head off and sometimes it's not you know your promoter's not trying to give you a problem no, oh. you're but your management is saying one thing because it becomes this telephone game mm -hmm. where you're not hearing what's actually being said. You're it's being, you know, just, you know, repeated to you in a conversation. And all of a sudden they'll say it a certain way that yep. it just is not the way it was meant to be, but it's the way they put it out and the way you interpreted it. And it just leads to bad things. Your manager is the middleman. So he get, talks to the promotion, the promotion talks to him, and then he turns around and relays it back to you. But the tone of voice can make a difference on how it was presented. So it's yep. no different than if I tell Big John, you know, podcast Dave's a, a jerk. Okay, but Big John's going to turn around and say, well, Josh said you're a fucking idiot. That's the, it's not the same thing, even though nope. we, even though Dave is both, podcast Dave is both those. Okay. Um, <laughs> We Sorry, still, Dave. We love you're him, not. man. We, yes, he is. Don't lie to him like this. Please don't I'm, lie to I'm him. I'm living in Tennessee, and you're going to be the one to FaceTime's in. Yeah. yeah love. Hey, you go. see you later, baby. See Dude, <laughs> hey, you want to live for real? Oh, geez. It's time to start moving. Feed him to the alligators or whatever's out there. Um, Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's unfortunate. I was trying to make a way for the trade to happen so I could see that fight again. I just couldn't do it. There was no way of making yeah. it happen. And Yep. You know, um, give me, is there anything else that since we were in this conversation, cause we didn't talk about who our trades were. Nope. This is just us off the top of our heads. We talked about doing yeah. the top five. Those were my top fives. I wanted to see the one that I, I struggled with including cause I had a couple other ones that I really kind of wanted to do, but I put the Carrie and Grosso one in there just because I wanted to make sure I had a female fight that was in there. Cause I couldn't get the Amanda Nunes and, and cyborg fight put together. I like the Kayla Harrison one though that you did though. That was a good one. Cause I do want to see her come down. I want to see if she can make 45. I also want to see her fight either Cyborg, Julia Budd, or any anybody else that we have. I'd like to yep. see that happen as well. Yeah. I'm there was the, the one the one that I was trying. I was trying to figure out a way to get because I would love to see Gegard Mousasi versus Robert yep. Whitaker. I tried. Yep. And I was trying to figure out okay, how do I make that happen where it's fair? I couldn't do it. Yeah. I, did, I was trying. I was trying. Eh, that doesn't work. That I doesn't was, work. So. I, I tried similar, something similar, trying to get the the Izzy and the Gegard fight because Gegard's so good on the feet. I was trying to find a. There's like a limp ball. Anyways, <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> just, squirrel. Just like Josh. You're in the middle like of the conversation. Dog. Squirrel. Anyways, <laughs> there was. I was trying to get the Gegard and Izzy fight to happen somehow, some way, because Gegard's so good at getting people to fight at his pace. I just wanted to, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't find a way to get it to work, you know, and I was trying yep. to make sure it was fair on both sides. So when people, cause you and I have been catching a lot of flack lately over the Scott Coker comments and the, you know, and I did the anima, wow, Amanda Nunes what? and cause I said something that was the truth. The truth. <laughs> so uh, I want to worry I, about, I worry about people hating that. Yeah. <laughs> the truth Doesn't gets in the way sometimes. <laughs> I, I want to, I want to try to, I wanted to try and make the trades as fair as possible. Those were the best ones that I could come up with 
right off the top of my head, you know, uh, given all the stuff that we'd been talking about for the last two days uh, with the coronavirus. And it's like, look, I wanted to get straight, make sure I got a good list down of things that made sense for both sides. I did want to try to fr- bring DJ over. I've said this already, but yeah, so I did just couldn't find a way to get him over here, you know, because we don't have the division. And it's not well, fair that, to ask him that, to fight at 135. That was my big thing was, okay, I can sit there and bring him to 35, but that's not fair to him. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's fought at 35 before. I'm yeah. not saying he hasn't. And, you know, guys like Sergio Diaz. I mean, yeah. so, what did I say Sergio Diaz? Sergio Pettis, Pettis has come over and decided on his own, I'm going to fight 135s yeah. and Bellator. And that's great. I love having him. I think he's phenomenal. But I never would want to force a fighter into a, another weight class. Yeah. They say that's that's not for me. Yep. So that's, what, that's, the only re- that's the only reason I didn't I didn't put him in there. I did, I did like the Juan Archuleta trade. Because he can fight 35, 45, and 55. He's done all, yep. all three of them. Um, yep. I think he's more better. I think he's better at 145. That's probably so his real natural weight class. <clears throat> but I could see him raising havoc in 135 at the UFC. I could see him doing it as long as he can keep his weight down, you know, so he doesn't have to do a huge cut. 35 and 45, he can bounce around, but I could see him raising havoc at one at, at 135 over there. That'd be nice. But who are you taking from the UFC if you give them Juan? Because I gave Juan to the PF. I take Jose Aldo, so then I can put him to 45 to fight Patricio. <laughs> fight Patricio. Yep. Okay, I mean, but then I'm that, already, I already traded him. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. You've already <laughs> traded. But I was trying to figure out a way too to get Jose Aldo to fight Patricio, I, but without losing without losing Patricio. That's the thing. But I yeah, wanted to keep him. I just looked at it and I thought, okay, if you're going to take a guy mm-hmm. that has for a promotion, done it all. Yeah. You know, just been there, you know, and there there were there were guys, you know, Chuck Liddell was that for the UFC. Matt Hughes was that for the UFC. Mm-hmm. And I looked and I said, well, you know, you don't want to talk about us just a stalwart of the of the promotion. It's Patricio. And and what does he want? Well he's wanted to fight this guy and this guy yeah. forever. And so it's like, well, you know, I'm I'm in my fantasy world of the trade, I yeah. can make that happen. Yeah. So that that was my whole reason for giving up the champ. Yeah, I feel here's the thing. People got to understand that he trains with Henry Cejudo. And so yep. the, the, he knows how good he is based on what Henry has talked to him about the guys that he's fought, as well as he beat Marlon Morris. He had a great performance against Marlon Morris, and he knows that he can fight guys in that in that area. Now, Jose Aldo being there, just I'd love to see that fight at 145, those guys. I didn't want to lose a whole lot of our 145-pound guys because our guys are really, really good. And I'd like to see our guy. I think I'd like to see our whole team, like, you know, from Adam Boris, Darren Caldwell, that type of thing, all that whole featherweight tournament match up against the whole featherweights oh, list. You know, and that would be good. I would be a great, it'd be great be to see. So um, the did, other thing too. Did you see, hey, did you see the one thing? You were talking about that Patricio trains with Henry. Yes. Both both of them are coached by Eric. Yes, Eric Abarcin. Yeah. And did you see him go off on the media? Oh, gosh, man, yeah. Oh, yes. man, he was on a he tirade, was baby. He was hot. Oh. <laughs> he was hot. Yeah, he showed us the video when we did the fighter meetings, and, man, was he hot. Look, Come on. That he, was awesome. He wasn't – he did say it. But in terms of that, he wasn't trying to put any of his guys down because he had said, like, hey, Patricio is better than the other guys. I think in perspective of what he's talking about, what they've done, like yes. Patricio is good. Patricio, he knows Patricio can hang with anybody in the world. But look, 
what everyone needs to understand is this as well. When you get to the top echelon of guys, you're talking maybe a half a percentage point or a percentage point of a difference. And it really depends on how you show up that day on who performs better in the cage that night. You know, and I got to tell you, Usman and Colby Covington, when you saw those guys fight, they are, they are, it depends on who had the better day that day. It really does. You're talking about percentage points. Yeah. Man. Like, I think it's Just like less than bits. one, two percent. Like, oh my God. Those less. guys. Like, You're talking halves of percentages. Usman came in focused, determined, and just had a fucking great fight. Great game plan, great fight. And he won. But I wouldn't put money on the fact that Colby would lose the second one. I wouldn't. Even though mm-hmm. Usman looked great the first time, I wouldn't put money on that. And I also, to go back to it, he may, I'd like to see uh, Usman and T. Wood do it again. Because T. Wood, are not that to me back then, was not a, a focused T. Wood. I think we're going to see a little bit more of a focused T. Wood. And I'm not saying he can still beat him. I think that it becomes a closer fight than it was the first time. Because the first fight wasn't close. I didn't think it was close at all. And um, <laughs> it's yeah. it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> close. So, but that, I think that you would get a different T Wood for that fight. I'm not saying he would beat him, but I'm saying it'd be a different fight. Uh, Usman's just good, man. He's just fucking really, really good. He is. And I like to see Athletic, the guy fast, yeah. strong, great wrestler. His stand-up is coming, and it's come a long ways. But he's extremely focused and determined on being the champion, staying the champion, and he's driven to be that person, and I love that. And I think, and yep. I, I tip my hat off to the guy that put this whole team together with with Ali, and uh, I can't even, I'll butcher his last name, so I won't even try it, but everyone knows his manager, Ali. He does Khabib, Islam, you know, and all the other, and Henry Cejudo, he does all, he manages all those guys. Look, those guys, they have something different. He's got a good group of guys that really mesh with what the focus is and and what he is trying to to groom those guys into being and they all work really well together i think they all feed off of each other's energy and how successful they all are good job i, I tip my hat to him as a management company as him as a manager um now sometimes he's a little outspoken which is kind of up my alley but <laughs> you think but yeah but i mean like when you when you talk in terms of the guys that he has they're great guys all the guys that he has are phenomenal guys um look if you guys are at home listening to this, you guys need to leave us who your dream matchups would be. Not matchups, trades. Tell us in the comment say, sections. Yeah, not matchups. No, no, who trades. Who would you trade right now? Yeah, who would you trade? Because but it's got to be realistic. It's got to be fair. Yeah, yeah, it's got to it be real. Be it's got to be fair. It's all those things. The one trade. There was one trade. I was trying to work in there. Was Cain Velasquez. From the UFC to, to <laughs> Bellator, I was trying to work yeah. the Cain Velasquez somewhere in there as well. I just didn't, like I said, I didn't know who to give up from our side because we, sure, we've got good guys, but it just, some of them just, did it just like, I have to sometimes maybe give up two. We don't have a lot of guys because our roster isn't that big. So it became this thing where I was pushing. I was like, all right, it's just not worth it. You know, it's also called heavyweights. No yeah. one's roster is that big. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's just not. Exactly. Um, what else was there? I put a list. I said something else, I think, on the list. There was something else I wanted to chat about. Was it Khabib and Tony being? Yes. So Khabib and Tony. Khabib and Tony, I know, is far enough out for all this coronavirus stuff to be kind of put on the hold. At least hopefully. we hopefully, hopefully we think hopefully. it is. But his dad came out. And I had already, already heard this. I had heard it from um, some people when we were over in Connecticut. Um, they said, you know, there's a good chance they're probably going to move it to Dubai. And it was a good suggestion by Khabib's dad. Uh, there was buzz and talk about it in conversation already as well that there was a chance of putting it there because they could build the arena. It would be a, yep. obviously not a lot of people, just all sheiks, 
They would have, you know, whatever it is, probably every fighter would be tested. The sheiks would take care of everything. Financially, it makes sense if you're going to put together a card, knowing that all, you know, they would probably would fund the fact that all those fighters would be tested, taken care of while they're all over there. I honestly, like we were giving everybody a hard time. We were just talked to open the show about the UFC doing their show in Brasilia, but they also didn't test any of the fighters when they were there. They just had them fight. Um, this they'll have Nobody. to. I think they should test them all before they go, and then Dubai with the financial backing that they have to make sure that all the fighters are tested. It makes sense. It does make now, sense. If you want to, if you want to say this fight is going to happen, like they yep. have been saying, you know, because Dana, he ended up having to cancel. He said, "Free." You know, he was saying that the shows are going to go on, and and everyone knew that's just really not feasible, and it's you know not feasible even if they you know because they were talking about yeah. People need to understand how many people it takes to actually run a fight. Yep. And you're, you're and you're talking about two doctors. Got to have two doctors. And you're talking about a a representative of the state or the tribal commission or whatever. At least having one of those, and then timekeeper and scores, and then you have your inspectors that are coming in the cage, and then trainers for the fighters, and then judges and referee and cameramen. When you're talking about cameramen, you're you know. It, you got a, someone with the cameraman that's a cable guy. It's just so many people, and it's hard to get past these numbers. And when they when they went to ten, you went, oh, "There's just no way. Yeah. It's impossible. You can't do it." You know, and so it it would really be in a place that says, "Hey, we can do testing that we can make sure that nobody that goes in here has this, and and we can do it safely." Hats off to them. Do it. Make yep. that fight happen. You know, yeah. the coronavirus cannot stop. Khabib yeah. versus Ferguson. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I love it. I just think that if you're going to talk about a location and a place to do it, that financially has the backing to take care of the athletes yeah. and whether they fight in front. And if you're talking like it'll just all be sheiks. Doesn't matter. All, all making sure they're taken care of as well and all yeah. been tested. They they can bring in and fly in the best doctors and they would want to see that fight probably more than anybody because of the backing of Khabib. Islam's on that card as well. And just the fight that's always supposed to have, have happened well, now it's going to happen, and that's the best place when you're when talking, everything else isn't. Yeah, when, <laughs> and you know they're going to build their own. They're they're going to probably build an arena just specifically for that fight. You know, like they did for BJ and, and Frankie. They'll oh build yeah, it. yeah, dude. They trust me. They build, and it's not. It's it's a it's a put up and a bring down arena, but they will put up a twelve thousand seat arena in one week's time. Yeah, they're crazy. Yeah. I mean, like you've. I mean, obviously, look at Dubai. Look at what they've done. It looks, it's fucking, <laughs> it's fucking amazing. All right. Um. What else? Was there anything else? No, on your. <clears throat> no, that was it. I think that's right. it. Yeah, yeah. I thought. So next time, gotta come up with something else. Yeah. What was what trade. was the uh, what was the next one we were talking about possibly doing? Uh, we talked about uh, greatest fights of all time. The greatest fights of all time. Yep. I thought we had a, there was another one. Did we have another one? Yeah, I thought we had another one. Let me see. Let me see what we can talk about. Sorry, guys. When I'm on my phone during this, I'm actually talking to Podcast Dave because he's reminding me because I got I got CTE. <laughs> so <laughs> so I'm trying to remember what we talked about and then uh, what I text him about what I thought was uh, good to talk about during the show. And then, yeah, I'm not being uh, disrespectful. I'm not You're trying to so be disrespectful. so fucking rude, man. Aren't you glad you can say CTE instead of pugilistia dementia? Yes, I wouldn't be able to say that. Because if you had to say <laughs> chronic traumatic encephalopathy, you'd be in trouble. 
What'd you say? <laughs> exactly. Josh, Josh can barely see the time. Never mind. Let me see. What, oh, wait. Where's John at? I'm looking for John. See? See, I got uh, distracted. See, wrote, squirrel. <laughs> did, um, I got distracted. Squirrel. Can canceled events. Um, fighters not getting paid for London. And then Khabib We and talked Tony. about that. Yeah. Yeah. Those, that's, all, that's all you put on there. Yeah. We're good. Best MMA round. I already got that. No, but I know I me too, but we probably agree. So I think we need to have our top <laughs> five. We need to have our top right. five best MMA round. Right. Did you just look at our list to decide what you're gonna do next time on the next podcast? He, yeah. He did. Oh my god, you're yeah. so lame. I, I did I couldn't remember what it was. I didn't remember what the list was. <laughs> you're wasting twenty five thousand oh, people's you're time. So lame. Or like wow. 50, by the way wow. you guys all of you guys at home thank you for subscribing we broke the twenty five thousand mark uh hey. shit, we, we did it in we did it that. we did it in eight months nine months but nine also months. like twenty thousand a week on soundcloud as well or on oh. audio as well so twenty thousand a week very nice very nice. Go. hey we appreciate you guys we thank you guys um is there anything else you want in to say? this virus filled environment we appreciate yes, your this virus filled. <laughs> i like it <laughs> Um, hopefully you guys enjoy the show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we, we're going to try to drop some shows. I know you guys are all just sitting home, thinking around your computer, looking at porn. Okay. But so, so then let's do it. Let's do a question and answer that. That yes. way they get what they want. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah. While you guys are all at home, let's do Q and A's. But don't forget, please leave your, your dream trades in the comments. Dude, you're just starting to do this stuff. And I'm like, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm connecting my two viruses. Okay. Um, got it. Yeah. Do your dream trades. In the comment section, John and I will go through the comment section as well. And we'll talk about those trades. See who's got the best ones. And we'll talk about those as well. And then we'll have Dave put out a Q&A probably maybe tomorrow. And we'll try and drop another show sometime this week. We'll answer some of those Q&As. And Give you uh, something to listen to. We'll put together our next list of probably the best first round or our best rounds. I think uh, right. best rounds uh, in MMA history. We'll put together those. So I think those will. How about worst fights? There was just one. I think. Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> See, now that's you. That's you just poking at the worst title fights. How's that? Ooh. Well, I can already think of all of them. Oh, wow. You got a Horrible. long history of watching them all. Some probably yeah. like in, in, in countries we don't even know of. Up close. Uh -huh. <laughs> all right, guys. Hey, thank you so much. Hit the subscribe button. Thumbs up as well. That'll share our videos to everybody else. Follow us on SoundCloud, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, all the platforms. Hit the subscribe button, okay? Don't just hit it on YouTube. Hit it everywhere you possibly can and get notifications from us when we upload videos. We're going to try as try to stay as active as possible for this uh, next couple of weeks. But just remember, since there's no fights, we don't have a whole lot to talk about. So we're going to make this up on the fly. All right. We're going to go That's and do us. the best, do the best we can and uh, keep you guys as entertained as possible. And hopefully you guys enjoy it. Big John, you got anything else? That's good, man. Let's go. All next right. Time. At John McCarthy MMA, at The Real Punk, at Podcast Dave. We want to thank you guys for subscribing. Okay. Share our videos. Thank you.